0: Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Chinese Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Horror Show, and I'm your host Darren Frail. Okay, we got some reviews for you, and I got a big correction to make as well. Uh, for those of you that just heard my Creep Show review, there was a big reaction that I had to the, to the you know new Creep Show by AMC uh, that apparently was sort of unwarranted because you know I had uh, made a mistake. So apparently the uh, crypt keeper, the one that you know went <laughs> and then kind of told decapitation-related puns and, and stuff like that, uh, was actually the host of Tales from the Crypt. So a very very similar show that also came out in the 80s, I believe. Uh, but yeah, that that particular crypt keeper uh, was not the uh, crypt, creep show crypt keeper, but actually the Tales from the Crypt crypt keeper. So. Uh, you know, I, I've i been trying to do a little bit of research to see if they're one and the same, but uh, I also don't know if the original 80s Creepshow, the Cryptkeeper, would talk in it. Maybe he was the same sort of creature that, you know, you see in the... <laughs> maybe it was a very faithful rendition of the uh, Creepshow show in the sense that, that maybe that little Cryptkeeper character wasn't, you know cackling and and saying puns maybe it was just acting like it was in in the in the remake. I don't know. Like I be interested to watch Tales from the Crypt and uh Creep Show because obviously I got those two convoluted in my head. Uh and you know, I was also a kid and once again this is why when you do podcasts it pays to research. But you know, I've been doing a lot of research lately for a book (laughs) that I've been doing uh, which you know I'm not going not going say anything yet uh, uh, because this is probably the most research I've put into a book, and it's all in service of kind of this really off the wall premise I thought of, but it's a it's a sequel to my time Burrito uh, book, or one of the sequels I got two planned, and uh, you know <laughs> if you look at the cover of Time Burrito, uh you know that's uh, not. Yeah, just look at the cover. You'll you'll immediately know what kind of book you're getting into if you see Time Burrito. Uh, but yeah, uh, needless to say, I'm doing a lot of research on on the sequels, uh, which you know, for an independent author, maybe is a little bit too much. Because you know, I've I've noticed that it's good to have a series because uh, when you promote them, you have a better chance at making your money back. That's quite frankly uh, why you have a series. Uh, because a lot of times you do promotion and you you spend more money than you're making back in it. Uh, But a series helps actually reduce that chance. But I noticed, you know, you don't get 100% uh, of series read-through. Like if someone buys book one, they're not really necessarily going to buy book two. And same thing with like Kindle Unlimited. There's always a little bit of fall off uh, when you you do that. And it's, you know, I I can see why. There's been times when, I've read a series and just wasn't into it, you know, like, uh, you know, I could, you know, people like what they like, and we all have different tastes, and really the art of an author is just to connect the people that like what you like, and I hope that's why you're here, obviously, listening, that we probably have some similar tastes, Uh, so yeah, anyways, big correction, uh, Tales from the Crypt was actually the Crypt Keeper, so maybe it was actually like a really good... Uh, thing that they did with the Crypt Keeper in the Creep Show remake. Uh, I don't know. I would need to go back and watch <laughs> the Creep Show from the '80s and then watch Tales from the Crypt, and I'll put that on my list and then I'll get back to you. The problem is my list is huge. I mean, huge. There's so many things to watch out there. So it's just like, how do I find time? <laughs> you know, especially because I'm, I'm doing writing. I'm working full time you know I'm, I'm you know every you know if I were just doing this podcast maybe I would I would have more time to to watch uh, things and to kind of give you uh, a, a full you know movie reviews uh from now to the end of time but I, I just kind of have to go with whatever I feel like at the moment and, and just kind of go with that and and uh today I wanted to talk about the series Dark. So, you know, if you ever had... Oh, by the way, spoilers, so (laughs) I'll let you know. Watch Dark on Netflix, come back. Uh, And, uh, yeah. So if you ever encounter, you know, an older guy with a very serious monologue about time is going in and out of itself and it's wrapped in a knot and what we do... It's only destined to repeat itself, and there's also a third world, and there's a bunch of uh, things happening. And, you know, that, that's dark. I, I feel it's a good series, uh, but I feel like it really needs to be par- parodied. Like, like, like it's good, but it takes itself a little bit too seriously. So, you know, me as a natural sort of comedy writer person in, you know, a lot of comedy background i just feel it'd be so amazing to see a dark parody uh (laughs) problem is i'm not making uh you know movies or, or writing plays anymore you know when i used to do like i was in the sketch comedy group in college and we used to uh write sort of slash comedy plays uh what I mean by Slash is like, it was like comedy horror or comedy science fiction, like, and we'd usually take something pretty well known, uh, and just turn it into a comedy. So, you know, for example, one we did was called Batman starts or something. Uh, and it was right at the time that that movie with Christian Bale came out, Batman begins. And we all loved it. And we thought, man, that's going to be so funny (laughs) to to write a play about it. And we, we did a play, you know, uh, it was called Batman starts or something. And, you know we we just kind of made everything silly, you know, like like Raza Ghoul instead of that character training Batman, we called him Raza tool <laughs> and he was basically giving Batman really terrible uh picking up people at a bar advice and there's another scene that this one probably got the most laughs in the, in the entire show, but it was a uh, Batman and Superman, you know on a slow night, just kind of standing on the rooftops and, and looking at the people below, wondering if the crime is going to be committed, and just kind of talking shop, and then they get bored and decide to make out, you know. So uh, <laughs> that, that was the kind of things we do. Uh, another one that people loved was Dracula Goes to College. It was basically Dracula, you know, runs it. The premise of that one was, you know, Dracula runs out of money, and he, uh, he gets, uh, you know, thrown out on the street, so he has to go back to college, and he takes out some student loans, and, you know... <laughs> He meets Mina at college, and, and of course, I played this, like, kind of gothic character that I killed Draconius, uh, who was, uh, kind of thought Dracula was the coolest thing ever because he was a real vampire, and I was like, you know, the twerpy (laughs) gothic kid that wrote poetry at midnight in a graveyard because I thought it was cool, uh, and, and, uh, that that was kind of fun, uh. Another Hamlet the Vampire Slayer, that's probably the only one that you can actually see nowadays. I mean, someone I know someone in the troupe had filmed a lot of our plays, and I never got a hold of those. Uh, But uh, Hamlet the Vampire Slayer, that's of course the play Hamlet and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, We actually filmed that one in a really, really low-budget film. Uh, So if you want to see the kind of humor, my, you know, style of parody... uh, you know, uh, that I've written. then you can go get a copy of Hamlet, the Vampire Slayer. I have no idea where you're going to do that nowadays. Uh, You know, if you want to, you can email me and I'll see if I can get a copy for you or something. But, uh, you know, I, uh, (laughs) I know it was on Amazon once a time and then they took it off and, you know, just it's, yeah, it's, but I bet it's out there on the internet somewhere. It, it had its little moment (laughs) on the internet, uh, so I'm sure somebody's like pirated it somewhere. So yeah, go look for handle with the vampire slayer that and, and uh that's that's something I, I wrote. Uh but you know, I would love to do a. would love to do dark in that style of, of uh the Netflix series dark in that style of humor. I'd love to just I don't know, I don't know what exactly I'd do with at the moment, but man, that that series needs to be uh a parody because it's it, it's kind of hilarious. Uh so uh, what is dark about well it's a it's you know a a uh, fiction about <laughs> basically time travel and alternate worlds and how they're all just kind of uh, <laughs> falling in on themselves and and then the third season which I what, what just came out uh, it just kind of puts a button on the series in the sense it explains everything of why it happened the way it did it reveals that there's not just one world but you know, multiple worlds. Uh, at first, you think it's only two that are just sort of interacting with each other where people are crossing over uh, from one world to the next, you know, becoming their own grandmothers and grandfathers and, you know, creating basically a, a loop, a, a sort of paradox loop where in order for one thing to happen, the other thing happens. Oh, by the way, it's also German. So, you know, my... I would love to see something like dark in English only because I don't speak German. I've been to Germany and I know a little bit, but, uh, I like, (laughs) I one of the things for me that was really, it was hard to follow. I mean, there were so many characters and then you added the fact that they were the same characters on three different timelines. So you had, you know, young version, old version, really old version, you know what I mean? So you had like one, you had. A bunch of characters. Too, you had in some cases three versions of the same character, and then you added a parallel world where you had basically the same uh characters, except parallel world version. You know, parallel par- parallel world young version, parallel parallel world middle age version, parallel world elderly version. You know, so essentially, you know, they did. A, I would say they did a really fantastic job in keeping them distinct enough that you didn't get that confused. Uh, like, you know, uh, which we thought was kind of a funny choice in some cases, because in the parallel world, a, a lot of them had bangs where they didn't have bangs before. Uh, so, you know, it's it's like, you know, Star Trek and, and <laughs> when they all had goatees in dark, the, you know, it was bangs. Like, I know you're a parallel world of yourself because you have bangs in this world, you know? Uh, so... That's one of the things I'd have to include in the parody, that somehow bangs aren't very important to the integrity of a parallel world. It wasn't just one. It was like a couple of them that had bangs. So, uh, you know, I'm not just like making that up. But, you know, and the reason I mentioned that it was in German was because, you know, with all these characters, and it's really hard to track in general, I also had to like read subtitles while I was watching it. You know, and if you look away for a second, you miss the subtitle. Uh... You know, it's, it's, as someone who doesn't speak the language, it's a lot harder to watch something with, with uh, subtitles. And then it's a really hard thing to watch in general because there's a lot of stuff to keep track of in your head. Like, if you want to go along with the story, you just got to think of so much. There are so many characters in this. Like, I have not seen so many characters at so many different points in their life. So you have a lot that you're juggling around just to get through the storyline and so with that assault of characters and then on top of that the other language i had to wade through like like i feel like like was it confusing or was it just the way that i was watching it like you know if i that's why i'd love to see something in english that had just the same amount of craziness and amount of characters to find out if if that was just too much or maybe it wasn't too much it was just the the fact that I was watching in another language that threw me off. and, oh, and I, I know I could put on, you know, subbing. They have Ability on Netflix where you can have, you know, people sub it for you where they have English actors do the voices. And I just can't do that, man. That's. <laughs> I just think of those old kung fu movies where their lips are not in sync. Like, you know, their lips are moving 90 miles an hour. They're like, ouch, you know? <laughs> And, and even though their lips move for maybe about five seconds, all they said was "ouch." You know, so uh, <laughs> I just can't do that. And so, you know, I would. It was. It was interesting. It was really hard to follow. But I. I just wonder also if it was just the fact that it's another language and a very complicated storyline. Uh, so that might be it. It might not be it. It might be that it was just hard to follow. I mean, but oh, I mean, but generally speaking, I felt like I was able to follow it. They were doing a pretty good job, uh, but there were a couple of times. Or I had to say, wait, who am I watching again? What is this character? What point in the story are we? Uh, and, and luckily enough, my wife was there watching it with me. And so this is def- something you definitely want to watch with a friend. Because I find that there were many times where she had to ask me, and there's many times where I had to ask her to fill in what I was missing. Like, oh, that's a Claudia from 1986. And I was like, oh, Claudia from 1986. Okay, you know, <laughs> or, or or you know, at one point she's like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's Claudia's daughter uh, from 1986, you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> so it's like, like, you know, luckily we were filling in gaps for each other when they came up, so you didn't get too lost and felt like you just had no clue what was going on. But it is... A series that can get like that very quickly. So you know, if you're not, you know, if you're you're a little tired, you're not in the mood to pay attention, you're distracted, you're looking at your phone. Uh, yeah, dark is not something for you. If you if you literally can't watch a movie without pulling out your phone, I really don't re- recommend dark at all because you'll have trouble getting through it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it uh, it literally requires your absolute attention, and I, you know, it's worth your absolute attention, it's good it's a very good story that has a lot of interesting twists and turns, and and there's a lot of uh, a lot of cool plot reveals, and, and the characters are all very interesting uh, you know, it does take itself a little bit too seriously, but that's not a problem for most people uh, it, you know, it gives comedy folks like myself uh, cannon fodder, basically you know <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it gives us something to to giggle at. You know, like I don't know. I always think of it as a when it comes to taking two people who take themselves too seriously. There was these two professors in my uh, theater department uh, when I was in college, and one of them was this guy that was like, you know, he was he was the one that was well loved. He, you know, was had worked on comedy shows, and then there was another guy that was a little bit more uh, reserved and 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 not necessarily like like uh he was a little bit more stern and so whenever we talked about them you know the one the one that was the well-loved professor was always Gandalf and and the other professor was you know uh Saruman uh you know like that that just parallel kind of work and and that made that made us like that gave us no end of giggles of thinking of those people as Gandalf and Saruman uh and so that just just shows you where my mind goes when when things become too serious. I start thinking of Lord of the Rings and how this can, uh, you know, <laughs> be shaped into Lord of the Rings uh, uh, or, or something like that. Dark now is what I'm going to be thinking of. Like, how can this be a funny dark thing? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, check out Dark if you're interested in basically time travel, parallel worlds, and a bunch of crazy stuff happening then your dark is your your series it's i you know i know i didn't really tell you much about the plot but you know the two sentence version there's a uh, an anomaly that allows people to travel 33 years uh <laughs> through time and because they can travel 33 years in different directions they end up doing things like creating their own being their own grandfather, and uh, <laughs> you know, and 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 you know, having two family lines that are intertwined, and meeting themselves, and <laughs> you know, and and all this kind of stuff, and so it's really, you know, there's a lot of mystery in the show too. Uh, before you know what's really going on, and, and overall, it's good. The only critique is I feel eventually they reveal that there's a. You know a third world, you know. So they mainly have these two different parallel worlds, uh, where where you know obviously it's they're they're kind of wrapped in a knot with each other, and and the events in one cause events in the other, and so on and so forth, right? So that's kind of what happens, and eventually you find that the two parallel worlds are actually what they describe as sort of a cancer of this original world. So there's this world where everything that happened. these other two worlds was because these other two worlds sort of got created and split off from the original one and sort of like a cancer all because of this one incident so if you stop that incident you stop the other two worlds from happening and all this pain and suffering and strife that the people are in will just go away Uh, and that's sort of the premise you know that was my only part that i felt a little like were they really intending that or did they just kind of shoehorn that in because they decided, uh, yeah, we got to end it somehow. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of elements where it seems like there was a carefully planned out plot for the show because it's so intricate, but then there are some elements that feel like, you know, they didn't quite plan it out and suddenly they had to put something there, you know? (laughs) And, and, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I I just I'm curious. That was I, I just want to know if that's what it, it was because it felt like it, but it also felt satisfying. So I didn't, you know, I'm, not, I'm gonna let it go. I'm not gonna say that 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 you know because I probably in in the face with the same uh choice, I probably made the same decision myself as a writer. You know what I mean? Like I can't blame someone for a decision that I would I would make myself, but it'd be interesting to know because you know I do feel like like the first season of Dark, uh, was meant to stand by itself, and then suddenly Netflix said, this is amazing, let's do two more seasons, and they're like, oh crap, we don't even know what we're gonna do, you know what I mean, so (laughs) that, that's what it felt like, instead of like, it would be different if, if someone went to Netflix and said, hey, I got a three season show, here's it from beginning, middle to end, uh, and, and, you know, uh, uh here's how it turned out, and you know what that that really is where the rewatchability is uh in the sense that if they truly were planning this third world or they were planning these two worlds to be in a knot and they were planning this third world to be like uh uh the original original one and and you know this the other being the, the cancerous growth uh I feel that there would have been a lot of clues in those first two seasons to that especially the first season there'd be a lot of clues there because that would that's the author when an author throws in clues like that even if they're not apparent at all when you're writing it's because they want you to know no no I plan this out you know it's like an author's way of saying I, I'm going to give you a little clue now because I know later on it's going to make total sense why why that was there because uh, authors yeah <laughs> what authors don't what authors want is to feel like they have got it from the beginning. They knew where this was going the whole time. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I felt like this had a l- little bit of sometimes they don't, but I'm also not sure because, you know, I'd have to rewatch it to really figure out if I strongly believe that or not, you know? Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, you know, if I rewatch it ever, I'll let you know. I don't know. I don't rewatch much uh, stuff. I'm not really a rewatcher kind of guy, Uh but maybe I will one day want to re-watch... Uh, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. I rewatched Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Star Trek a whole bunch. Uh, but, you know, I'm a nerd, so that's why I'll re-watch those. Uh, so maybe I might want to rewatch this uh, and see if there's more clues early on. Uh, but maybe I won't. I don't know. Uh, if, you, if you find some clues that lead to the end of the first season, I'd be interested to let me know. Uh, so anyways, uh, thank you for listening. And if you encounter a strange cave in the forest, uh, don't go in there because there's probably some weird portal to 33 years either in the future or in the past. All right, have a good night.